At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for a big draft aftermath Monday. Vegas reacting to that draft. Bears upgrade makes sense. Falcons upgrade, not so much to me, but maybe. Texans downgrade, yeah. Raiders downgrade, that's crazy. We'll break it down. If you look at Aaron Rodgers, a lot of talk so far and rumors, but Vegas is listening. He's barely over even money based on the odds to return to Green Bay, and this possibility is affecting the odds of five or more other teams. Lakers losers of 6-7, LeBron out tonight, five-point home underdogs for the Lakers against the Denver Nuggets. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on this big Aftermath Monday. We call during the season the Monday the Aftermath. This is a big one. These are the days, but, you know, the draft, the days that 
really affect how good teams are in the future. The paradox is we have no idea right now which teams did well. And as we often say, every team was very happy, at least with the picks that they made at the time. But there is a way that you can say, hmm, this team did well even in the short term. And we'll explain it to you. It involves quarterbacks specifically. We're on 225 stations across this great, great nation. And sports bettors, they listen for the money. Sports fans are no more than their buddies. And we're going to deliver on that today for sure. I'm the pro. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we are recapping the NFL draft over this past weekend, plus some trouble in L.A. for the Lakers. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? You know, I was tempted to go with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to call an audible. Let's go draft first, and then we'll get to Rodgers in this first segment for sure. Yeah, so the draft concluded this weekend. It was a three-day event in Cleveland. Five quarterbacks going in the first round. Some notable names going in on day two. But nonetheless, a busy, busy weekend in the NFL when it comes to the draft. Yeah, if you look at the draft, the first three rounds, and look at the number of quarterbacks taken, most ever. So it's kind of interesting because you had a, a very – Top-heavy five, though they didn't go as high as some thought. Uh, You know, obviously 15 being the last one for Mac Jones. But then after that, there was a lot of talk of, is there going to be any in the second round even? And as we said, the top or the most in, in the top three rounds ever. Let me ask you this. Is this just a sign of the increasing importance of quarterbacking? Or do you think there's another reason? Um, I, I think it this year I've been told from enough people that know a lot more than I do that this year was really a, a good quarterback draft class for a, for a lot of reasons. People think some of the day two guys like the Davis Mills and Kellen Mond, they have an opportunity to be players at the next level. And then you're hearing that next year is not as good of a class. And so I wonder if some teams felt like, hey, if there's an opportunity to grab a guy this year, maybe the day two guys are even better than day one guys next year. Um, but again, that's that remains to be seen because somebody always pops up every single year in college football that you didn't expect. So true, but but usually that not like we had that this year too. I mean, like if you think about it, even three quarters through the year was Wilson out of BYU. I mean, the performance at BYU was certainly talked about, and we were, I think, I'm proud to say, giving them a lot of attention. But there wasn't a sense that this was the number two quarterback in the draft. No, I think it was. There were a couple of primetime games where all of a sudden the buzz started to, to grow a little bit. It was, I think it was a Friday night game, if I remember, that BYU was playing, and he made a couple of really nice throws and, and was wheeling and dealing. But, you know, he was doing it against softer competition. So the feeling was, man, he looks great, but. And then he continued to play well. He had a good pro day in front of scouts, and then it just became obvious to everybody the Jets fell in love with him. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but you could make the case halfway through this season that Mac Jones wasn't even a first-round quarterback, though he had started yeah. hot. And you can make the case that, you know, Ryan Wilson wasn't either. And I think that's easy cases in both cases. And then you think of last year, Joe Burrow, though he started hot, certainly at the beginning of that year he was nowhere, like yeah. sixth round. And so it shows you, like, I think your instincts are correct, that typically we should plan on one or two late emergers. And sometimes we're going to see some people drop off, but not as much. Here's the number one 
takeaway of the draft, at least I think looking towards next year and trying to get a feel for how well these teams did, Belichick leads the way generally. He, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's a famous, or kind of a famous, but only if you're like a Patriots watcher, Ernie Adams. And if you don't know about Ernie Adams, just look him up. He's got a Wikipedia page. He's literally been friends with Belichick and been on his staff pretty much as a special projects director, which is kind of scary. You think about (laughs) the Patriots, but Ernie Adams, um, literally for 50 years or so has been with Belichick, though he had a few years he was selling bonds, I think it was, on Wall Street, and he just had his last draft. He's about Belichick's age, almost 70, and it goes to show you what Belichick, what he would do is Belichick would say, all right, Ernie, and again, this was in the book, uh, I think it's called The Making of a Coach by Haberstam, I think the best Belichick book, And they really break down how did Belichick become so great. And this was only written like in 2005 before he had a lot more success. And the theory was, in the book, was that he just loved football and he approached it in an academic way. Let's do a study on this, that, the other. And Ernie Adams did a lot of those studies. And one of the things that I'm almost certain he looked at was how is the depth of this year's draft compared to next year's? And what you saw was, and there was some interesting articles written about the number of players that even got an agent, which is the bottom level of thinking you're going to do anything in the draft. And this year had like one third as many as what they expect next year. So obviously the top of the draft was fine. But what you saw was Belichick actually traded multiple, I think, fourth rounders to get move up and get a guy he liked. Now, how often does Belichick move up? Right. It, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those when Belichick makes the move, you just sort of stand back and go, okay, what does he know that I don't know? It's like when it's like when when uh, as somebody who's a much like when I hear you guys talk about gambling and you like a line or or you like a game. I just I stand back and go, all right, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because they must know something I don't because I wouldn't have thought that way. And more often than not, it turns out to be correct. So well, just certain I, people strike fear in others, and Belichick's right. one of them. Well, you know what's funny about striking fear? I, I'll be candid, and I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. I don't read every Twitter reply. If I ask on air, I will, but I typically don't. But I was kind of just surfing around yesterday, and I thought, oh, there's the post I did that went, you know, we had a 5-0 and or whatever it was. I think it was 6-0, and like the day of the draft, I put out some steam moves. And I didn't say bad them all. It was like, this is the way the steam's going. And it was, you know, perfect. But in the comments, about half of them were about McKenzie beating me on that Mac Jones thing. <laughs> and it, it strikes me that, like, the guy, I can make anyone an underdog. Because this guy <laughs> went to Yale. His first cousin is Kyle freaking Shanahan. And somehow he beat me out of a bet for 100, 100 wins in 250. And everyone's celebrating like he just, like, got, like, the Pope was elected. And it's Mackenzie Rivers, the Pope. So, and, and he's got all those burner accounts working at the same time. He's really multitasking as well. You know what's impressive. funny? I don't think so because they made him out to be such an underdog. They're like, you know, it's almost like they said, you know, Goofy McKenzie finally won one. And it's like, we're celebrating. Um, did, you, did you happen to see that, McKenzie? 
A lot of love on Twitter this weekend. I appreciate it. That was it, interesting. Did you think that a little? I mean, what did we talk about that bat, uh, uh, Jonas? Like, 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 literally ninety seconds. The whole couple yeah. days. Yeah, and it was, it was. We we were up against it. There wasn't even a lot of time to really. It wasn't even a full segment for sure. This is what I'm going to say. I've I've only tweeted one other thing, which was about how bad Sam Darnold is this weekend. So. The RJ fans out there, let's let's go show. You know, remember back. Uh, a lot of you guys might not remember Beverly Hills 90210. There was Team Brenda, Team Kelly, and then it was Dylan versus uh, Brandon. I mean, McKenzie shouldn't be out flanking me on this. Now I get he's the underdog, and it's never you know David Goliath. It's never fun to root for the you know giant. But come on, let's do it. Jump in there and and, and anyone get you want to get on McKenzie. I'll read it if it's especially good on today's show at RJ in Vegas. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay, so next year's draft, probably deeper. Belichick acted accordingly. Um, Let's talk about the up arrows, down arrows, because Vegas typically doesn't much react to the draft. Now, I've got a couple rules about when they react, and, and one of these up arrows really falls into it. Number one, if you have a team that didn't have a even an average quarterback, then they draft a quarterback in the first round. It doesn't matter how good you think that quarterback is. You don't know. The team thought he was a first-rounder. you got to upgrade that team a little bit because the odds of them having, and let's use the example, the Chicago Bears, the odds of the Bears having an above-average quarterback was almost zero with the quarterbacks they had. The goal would have been average. Now that is that chance, that probability of the Bears having better than average quarterback is above zero. Doesn't I don't know if it's twenty percent or thirty percent, but it's a real number. Jonas, would you agree with that? That you know the drafting of a first round, you know, field who some people thought was the second best quarterback in the draft. It uh, doesn't matter what they traded up for. None of that matters right now because, you know, it's future or it's a fourth round, whatever it is. And I think it's next year's number one, right, is it doesn't affect them now. So all I know is the Bears went from about a 0% chance of having an above average quarterback to above zero. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I agree with it. And it's also just the perception of it because he was factored. He was considered, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. And nobody thought the Bears would have an opportunity to get him because they thought he'd be long gone by the time the Bears got there. And and the Bears or even could trade up reasonably priced exactly right? and the fact that they moved up and were able to land a guy that nobody expected to be there that always you know seems like it benefits the team moving forward and excuse me we don't talk about like GMs and we don't really care if they you know we, we want everyone to keep their job give me one second just Jonas go ahead yeah uh, straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. And we are brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, he is RJ yes. Bell, the voice of Vegas. You know, it's almost like we had that one planned. Thank you. <laughs> and, and to me... You gotta look at the coach. You gotta look at the GM of the Bears and say they just gotta repray, because it's gonna. I mean, listen. If he's a, a Fields is a disaster. Okay, maybe they lose their job after this year. Probably they do. But if he's even decent, I mean, he can't be like Sam Darnold level. But let's say he's decent. <laughs> they're gonna give him at least a second year. Yeah. So like, and, and, and let's be candid. If they start, if he, he if he looks like Herbert, both those guys probably have a job for five plus years. 
So it's kind of funny to think, and let's give the Bears credit, because we always talk about misaligned interest, where the GM, you know, I've heard someone say, uh, give them whatever they want because you're not going to be there next year unless you get that quarterback. And it's true, right? So if, if the GM was only thinking about, let's say, with the Bears, his situation, he should have traded, you know, obviously he wasn't going to be able to do it, but 10 number one picks to get up wherever he needed to to at least roll the dice again because that's what a number or first-round quarterback does. It gives you a couple more rolls of the dice. And the fact that they got it for a fair price – I mean, you got to give the Bears a lot of credit, and it's going to be fascinating because, in a way, this is going to speak to Trubisky. Because if Fields looks bad, now you're going to start saying, "Wait a minute." Well, Sam Darnold, we kind of like excused him because the coach was so bad, supposedly, and I, I think he was for the Jets. But now, if Nagy looks bad with the second quarterback, Nagy, remember, didn't call plays before he went to be the head coach. He was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the coordinator under Andy Reid, but never called plays. So, like, yeah. what did he do? Yeah, there was there was, and see, I, I haven't gotten a straight answer on this because some people have said he called plays for about eight games that year. Others In the preseason, said, no. yeah, that was Andy Reid that was behind all that. But he definitely did not. If he called plays, he did not have a season's worth of play calling in Kansas City, from everything I've heard. And I mean, Andy Reid would put that thing up over, you know, the play sheet over his face, and you see his little mustache, right. his big mustache. I mean, yeah, I think he was pretty involved. And I don't know, right? But the, let's be honest: the fact that you say you can't get a straight answer. Andy Reid's a generous person, it seems, with his assistants. If he could have made the case that he wasn't calling the plays, he would have, because he doesn't need any more claim as a play caller. So I don't know for sure, but doesn't Andy Reid seem like the type that would have said, hey, uh, you know, Nagy's calling the plays, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and he, he would be a guy who would come out and speak glowingly of him and say, listen, this guy had experience calling plays for me because every assistant that gets a head coaching job looks better for Andy Reid. It just goes – the coaching tree – we still talk about the Bill Walsh coaching tree, uh, the Bill Parcells coaching tree, the mm-hmm. Belichick coaching tree. So if another one of his assistants goes on to become a head coach, that's going to be talked about for a long time and, and add to his legacy. No doubt. And maybe, maybe when the guy's trying to leave that – that year, there's a sense of like you want your coordinator to stay. If you know you don't want to sabotage him, but you kind you would expect that. But once he got the job, you think at that point he'd be generous about it. And who knows? But Nagy hasn't been a great head coach. That's what we know for sure. Yeah. Now you could look at it the other way and say, well, if Trubisky really is bad, the Bears have won as many games with a bad quarterback as anyone over these years. So I guess there's two ways to look at it. But when we come back and we'll take our first break, this is a great segue, and it just kind of happened this way. To compare the worst quarterbacks of the last 10 years, what we did was, and the Ringer did this originally, they went back and said, let's look at every top five quarterbacks. So top five overall each year, and there were 15 of them. There's three quarterbacks that were clearly the worst. Trubisky was one. Blake Bortles was one. And yes, Sam Darnold. The question is, who was the worst statistically? And we'll get into the lines and how a lot of people are starting to change their tune about biting kneecaps. Tease RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas!
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at a busy weekend in the NFL. What effect would Aaron Rodgers have if he doesn't play with Green Bay and it's Jordan Love? We'll break it down here in a few minutes. Like, 
on the per game basis. How many games would the Packers win? I think this number might surprise you. It's a great day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to keep working extra hard to make your support of us. Well, you'll be proud of it, hopefully. That's what we're striving for. And speaking of proud, great weekend, I thought, and great lead up to the draft at Fox Sports Radio. And if you want to hear this show or any of the shows, just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find the best local radio station you can listen to, or you can listen streaming right there at the site, right here in Vegas on the Strip. 83 degrees, the neon is pumping. So, RJ, the story out of the NFL draft this past weekend is the quarterbacks that were selected. No surprise at one and two, but Trey Lance followed by Justin Fields and Mac Jones round out the first round of the draft this past weekend in Cleveland. Yeah, and to me, as we said, it made a ton of sense that the Bears had an uptick in their win total. Let McKenzie, do you have the exact numbers um, based on, you know, I know where it was, but what the current market is on the Bears uptick? Yes, their current over-under is seven and a half, slightly juiced to the over. Okay, and the original number? Seven prior to this weekend. Okay, so to me that feels about right. And Again, it doesn't matter how good you think he is. If he's a first-rounder and the Bears didn't really have a chance to have an above-average quarterback, it was almost zero, that's an upgrade. So now the question is, any of the other teams, could that be the case? So let's see. Obviously, San Fran was, didn't have a zero at quarterback or you know, well below average. Jimmy G had his problems, but still decent. Um, and when he's on the field, he's you know, probably better than that. You look at the Patriots. You might think about the Pats and say, wow, this is a team that, um, you know, with Cam Newton, at least the way he looked last year, it was almost a zero and above average would have been hard. Now the question is, what's Mac Jones do? So, McKenzie, we didn't really see a big uptick with the Patriots, did we? No, they're they're nine. But what's interesting is before the draft, they went up from nine to about nine and a quarter. So maybe the market was anticipating that they would get. A starting level quarterback. So what you're saying is now there when there was a lot of rumors about them trading up with Carolina, that there was an uptick, and then when it happened, it was built into the number. Exactly. So you could make the case it was about a quarter game uptick then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, I still think you got to give them a little more juice because the fact they didn't have to trade up, which could have been this year, and then they got a second. And, you know, and I think PFF was gave them an A plus, and that's a, only a handful of teams. Patriots were one of them. So personally, it feels like they undervalued the Pats and how much they improved themselves. Now, one of the things we're going to be talking about starting next week. We're going to grade the teams based on everything that's happened since the Super Bowl. So we'll look at retirements, trades, uh, obviously free agency, and the draft and say, how have the teams been affected? You know, pluses, minuses, up arrow, down arrow. Jonas, if you look at the Pats, and I, we knew they had a lot of money to spend, but the aggression that they applied that money with, uh, like, like they felt like we're going to win, and then to get Mac Jones without having to trade up, I mean, it feels like to me you'd have to put the Pats on the top five or so of the most improved teams. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I don't know how you add the players that they added and you get worse. And I don't think they were that bad of a team last year to begin with. I still think their defense was pretty good, and that was a pretty good defense with all those opt-outs. Um, Cam Newton, there were, what, three, four games he threw for under 100 yards? <laughs> and, and we've talked about it on this show. You get a couple of things to go your way during the course of that season, and that and, and I believe there were seven and nine. That looks 
more like a nine and seven team than it does a, a, a sub 500 team. Just mm. several opportunities during last year. So I, I think they're going to be better. I think Cam's going to be better. I just the Mac Jones fit is interesting to me because it's the complete opposite style quarterback from Cam Newton. And I don't know what to make of that, whether or not Belichick is purely looking into the future or if this really is just a one off scenario for Cam Newton. And then you move on and just hope that, you know, he makes enough plays with his legs um, and, and they can keep people guessing because it's it's not the prototypical backup quarterback for a mobile guy. That's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bo. We're straight out of Vegas. And Jonas makes a good point, which is typically, in almost all cases, you want the backup quarterback to be of the same style as yeah. the starter because you want the team to be ready to play the same way if he comes in. Now, with Cam, your thought would be if you're not a Belichick watcher, maybe Cam you know, gets a couple starts. If he does well, he keeps going. If not, Mac Jones comes in. Maybe Cam has some sets that are more running quarterbacks, you know, like uh, Cordell Stewart back in the day with Pittsburgh. I don't think so. Mike Lombardi, Belichick friend, watcher, friend of this show, made the point this weekend he doesn't expect Mac Jones to start one game this weekend or this this season. And the rationale being it is a complex offense and that, you know, Cam, you know, struggled with it to some degree last year. And you can account for some of his issues with that. And even though Mac Jones is uh, considered a brilliant football mind, Belichick, I tell you this, as much as Brady's Super Bowl is one of the big, bold facts that is going to be on the the, the all-time historic list of like Belichick versus Brady, let's be honest. If Belichick wins two Super Bowls in the next, I don't know, seven years, you know, or even, yeah, yeah let's say seven and, you know, he's about – he'd be in this, you know, 76 years old or whatever at that point. So I don't know how many years he's going to coach. But I think especially if Mac Jones is doing well, he's more inclined to keep going. If he does it with the second quarterback, all of a sudden now, especially one that's kind of a, a, a prototype of Brady, you know, it's kind of like similar to Brady. Yeah. At least that's the, the, the talk. That would be like the slam dunk. I mean, like the Brady one would make him the greatest quarterback. But Belichick, even if he wins one, one with Mac Jones, it would at minimum tie him with saying, hey, he got another quarterback made him look like Brady. But if he doesn't. Right? If it's just bomb out from here, then Brady's going to be, you know, Belichick will still be the greatest coach. But in that battle, it's Brady all the way. So in a weird way, Belichick's legacy, it seems to me, and I want to get your thoughts, is is completely on Mac Jones' shoulders the next five years. What do you think? Yeah, and I think if, if Belichick does go and they do win a Super Bowl, I, I actually think it's more impressive than Brady going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl hmm. because because yeah. Brady Brady got to choose a, a team that that was on the on the brink, good defense, a lot around him, not taking anything away from him, but he, but that was that was a good roster, that was a team that showed a lot of potential. Man, uh, the Patriots. I mean, Cam Newton was signed when last September. Um, you know, uh, some of these moves they made, they had players opt out, they had to wear it for a year uh, and deal with Josh Allen in the division. They had, you know, the Jets making moves. The Dolphins all of a sudden were the talk of the division. And if he can come all the way back with this new roster and this new team and no Brady and Edelman retiring and, and all of it and goes on to win a Super Bowl, I think it's more impressive than Brady 101. 
Yeah, and if it's, I mean, this year, I, you know, I think, you know, more unlikely than other years. Yeah. Especially if Mac Jones doesn't start, because I mean, again, you're back to Cam. But I think that over the horizon, you're absolutely right. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm going to address the Falcons as we talked about in the headlines, real simply. They've been an upgrade, and a lot of people are befuddled by it. I mean, is a tight end really that good? Okay, here's the key: by taking Pitts. It was Falcons telling us in one pick, we're not rebuilding. Because if they were rebuilding, now we knew that in a way because of the way they restructured Matt Ryan's contract, that it was really onerous. It was really tough for the Falcons to then cut him this year or next year. Like the dead cap money next year is crazy. It's like $60 million. Is that right, McKenzie? 45 next year, 60 this year. Okay, I thought it was flipped, actually. Okay, you sure on that? Um, either way, it's Matt. I mean, think about it. As both of those numbers dwarf what Wentz, you know, that cost. And, and now the Eagles, in theory, are pretty much out of it this year because of that salary cap jail they're in. The Falcons would be in that any of the next two years if Matt Ryan's not there. So, But they could have taken a quarterback, and it would have been okay, Matt Ryan's on the bench. But by taking Pitts... It's like, okay, we're in this thing to win it. And I've talked to some sharp people. I don't like this because I think the Falcons have so many salary cap problems anyway that Julio Jones trade is about that, really. And if they trade him and it just it's kind of Pitts for Jones, Pitts might be better at this stage because of his youth. But it isn't that much of an upgrade. And thus, But some sharps I know that like Matt Ryan to win the MVP. And, I mean, he's at, like, I think 75 to 1 in spots. Wow. No, I actually am going to have an MVP bet this week on Wednesday when Fez is here, I think, because I like one. It's 40 to 1. I'm not going to give it away, but, you know, look ahead to Wednesday. Um, But that, to me, is why the Falcons upgraded, because it was, again, a a declarative statement. We are not going to be rebuilding. Now, Texans downgrade. It's not really about the draft. It's more about the just by drafting a quarterback. Um, it wasn't a poor draft. It was. It's kind of a sign of the pessimism about Watson for this year. And it's also some batters get, don't get engaged, some of them, until the draft. And they kind of said, oh, look, that number doesn't look bad. And they bet under on Houston. What was the uh, opener, or not the opener, but what was it a couple of days ago? And what do we got now, McKenzie? It was four and a half wins a couple of days ago, down to four wins for the Houston Jeez. Texans. Out of 17 <laughs> games. All right. And then finally, and this is the one I'm not even going to try to talk about because I'm so befuddled. I'm going to think on it some more. The Raiders downgraded. Now, think about this for a second. The Raiders are, I think, the most logical team for Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to talk about the odds of that and if he's going, where he's going. Now, the odds say they're the second best team. Denver's the first. But the fact that they're even in the competition means, hey, they get Aaron Rodgers, it's a huge upgrade. And the fact they went down, why? Could they pick Leatherwood? I mean, I get no one liked that pick, but the pick they got second was a pick that was a first-round grade. So you flip it, it doesn't really matter. They got one first round, one second round. But I think the perception has really swung on Gruden to the negative, and they just got bet against. And to me, one of the biggest down moves, Jonas, when literally they have the second-best chance according to the odds, and I think they're the most logical team to land Aaron Rodgers if he is traded, which is about 50% chance right now he gets traded based on the odds. 
What do you think? Should the Raiders be downgraded? Um, I think that they're downgraded because, again, and, and this just goes back to our what? Where do you have current players ranked before the draft? If they're if they're taken before they're expected to be taken, all of a sudden that's viewed as a bad pick. And the Leatherwood pick has been viewed by majority of people as a bad pick, even though there are some other others in the NFL that also had a first-round grade on him. Um, yeah, true. I mean, I, in the mocks I saw, about 10 of them there, uh, that I went through with detail, there was two Leatherwoods in the, in the um, first round. Yeah, and, and I just I, – I think that the problem with, with the Raiders is that I, I wonder how serious they take Gruden. I wonder how serious people take Gruden because you hear a lot of the, the boisterous stuff, the TV personality, so on and so forth, but it hasn't really come together. Uh, Mayock um, mentioned it this weekend. He knew they were going to get criticism for the Leatherwood pick uh, when they made the pick, and, and I wonder how many people are looking at that going, there's been rumblings that those guys maybe don't see eye to eye. Is this Gruden oh, yeah. getting in, in Mayock's ear and telling him, hey, I, w- I would like to go this direction well, with this pick? My understanding is Gruden has the power. It's his choice, every choice. Yeah, I, I just and, and especially with a guy like Mayock, who has forgotten more about the draft than so many people know because he did it for so long. When, he, when, he, when they're taking edge rushers out of Buffalo, I think they're the most fascinating team. As far as draft class goes, I'm going to watch this entire draft class the entire season and, and follow along with it. Because when you're taking an edge rusher out of Buffalo that nobody expected you were going to take, nobody can explain the move. Either it's a bad pick or Mike Mayock knows something that somebody doesn't know and they got a guy who's going to be a stud in the league. And that's that's yeah. the part that's going to be fun to watch. But the consensus right now, definitely a downgrade on the Raiders. But anyone that goes against the consensus in the draft, I appreciate because they have a chance to hit, hit a home run. If you go with the consensus, you're yeah. only going to be a little bit better at best than what everyone else thought because yeah. everyone else liked them too. So Seattle had some drafts like that. No one liked what they did, and they built the Super Bowl champions with it. So let's do this. Let's look at the Aaron Rodgers actual odds and how many games would it cost the Packers if he didn't play for them. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, these are the current odds. Where will Aaron Rodgers play in 2021, this upcoming season? Green Bay Packers are the favorite, but they're barely over even money, minus 125. Denver Broncos next plus 200. The Raiders next five to one. Why I think the Raiders make a ton of sense is if they trade Green Bay with um, Denver, what are they getting back? Locke? I mean, he's already, we know he's not going to be good, or at least 99% it seems. So now they're forced to have the comeuppance, the judgment day Green Bay would on Jordan Love. And since they made the pick, which at this point would have driven the MVP out of town, you better believe if he has a bad year, there's going to be heads rolling in Green Bay. So they would love to get, let's say, Derek Carr, I would think, because then it could defer at least a year, the whole Jordan Love thing, give him another year to get ready, and quite frankly, give him another year with a job. Because if he's bad after next, you know, after his third year, then okay, you might lose your job, but you had another year. So to me, I don't see how they make the trade with Denver because then it's Jordan Love judgment time. And I don't think you want your job on the line for that. 
So let's do this. We'll take a, our final break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you, now we know the odds, if that 50% is true and Aaron Rodgers is gone, how many games would it cost Green Bay? And also, Lakers haven't won many games. We'll look at tonight's against Denver. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd angie's list is now angie the nation's largest home service marketplace They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up front price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
RJ Bell. And we're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, it's been a busy show and a busy recap of the NFL draft this past weekend, plus the news out of Green Bay not looking so hot for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, not for that matchup or that, that pairing, but you've got to wonder about Aaron Rodgers. Is he pulling away a Brady? where he gets to, in a way, cherry-pick his team. And if it is the favorite, Denver, that is a team, as Fez gave us some numbers, would be you know really highly ranked because it's the roster, other than the quarterback, for Denver is really good. Yeah. And you look at them picking up another cornerback, and especially against Kansas City and against now uh, the Chargers with uh, Herbert. I mean, having the best corners, potentially D-backs in the league, great for Denver – and I also think the Raiders not as good. And the thing about the Raiders is their salary cap's a big issue. That whole sell-off with the offensive line was really driven by the salary cap. But let's look at the Green Bay side of this. Aaron Rodgers is worth between seven and nine points against the spread against Jordan Love versus Jordan Love. Now, if you look at that over the course of a season, that is between three and a half and four and a half wins lost. So you do the math, you look at last year, you look at point differential, and this is a team that is probably in the 9-8 and eight range without Aaron Rodgers and a team that's supposed to be one of the leaders in the entire NFL with Aaron Rodgers. So this is the perfect example because Jordan Love right now is a slightly below average backup. Right? He wasn't even the backup last year for a reason. So if he is the quarterback for Green Bay, it's a classic example of one of the best quarterbacks. If you lose him for nothing, how, what does it do to your team? And the answer is, and this is math, this is Vegas, is four to four and a half wins. You know, you want to be optimistic for love, you can say three and a half. So let's say an average of four wins lost by Green Bay. Does that feel right what the, a great quarterback is worth in the NFL? I I would say yeah, uh, if not more, because I think he's a, he's in that top two to three tier with maybe only Mahomes. That I, I think it's even maybe more of a significant loss to yeah. where. Well, I, ten I, is the most that's ever been. Mahomes uh, at various points has been worth ten because the backups there at least initially weren't thought to be good. They they played a little better, and then. Aaron Rodgers in his prime prime when he broke his collarbone was about 10. So, like, calling him nine is as much as it's ever been. Wow. Right there, right there on the cusp. Just And just think about what that actually entails. That's a 13-4 a, a and four team that, go, that turns into 4-13. and 13. That's crazy to think about, just with with one player. Oh, uh, but, I'm sorry, but it was ten points per game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying okay. I thought you were saying wins. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if if they're a 13 and four team without Aaron Rodgers in that roster, I, they're I don't like know. nine and eight. Is is I, what the numbers are saying? So yeah, that feels I, I, high to you? Yeah. Well, no, I, I I would say it's worse than that. Yeah. But what I, you're saying is, if the over under was nine out of 17 games, you'd say you would go under Green uh, yeah, Bay without Aaron Rodgers. 100 under. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if so, then Green Bay's making a big mistake and you know I think Colin brought this up or maybe it was John Middlecoff uh, who former scout in the NFL but what he said was interesting is he said there's no owner in Green Bay and thus a guy like um, Kraft that would go in and say 
hey, listen, Bill, the Belichick, we know that, you, you know, you did this, you did that. But, but Brady's made us so – because the owners make so much money as an organization yeah. does well over an extended period of time, billions potentially. And it's like they'll step in and say, hey, this $5 million, this $10 million don't really matter compared to the billions. And that's why – as one, of, I can't recall who said it, is they were talking about Andrew Luck and how when he left, they actually let him keep his signing bonus, even yep. though he owed some of it back. And the theory was they were hoping to bring him back in the future. Maybe that was it. But maybe it was saying you made us billions. Here's your extra money. And, you know, it's it's a lot of money, but it's not compared to billions or at least a billion, let's say. In, in, uh, and we're talking about appreciation of the asset itself, which is the NFL team. So we'll see, but boy, since Green Bay doesn't have that owner, there's no one there to kind of talk sense. You've got like the GM, the GM who's looking at it more as business, where the owner's looking at the big picture of the business. And, and I also heard that Julian Edelman got some money from the Patriots as sort of a thank you on his way out as well, too. Well, you sure it wasn't like gift cards or like the steak, <laughs> steak and shake? Hey, right. real quick, let's look at this Lakers game tonight. Yeah, the Lakers uh, who coming off two losses in a row, the return of LeBron James, and they get the Denver Nuggets later tonight. LeBron James not in the lineup for L.A. with a sore ankle, and right now Denver a four-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. I think Belichick gave Edelman like a couple footballs from like five years ago. So, you know, he said, take those. <laughs> I, I tell you this, this Laker team now, remember, you got Drummond, you got to integrate him and you got Schroeder out with the COVID for up to 10, 10 to 14 days expected. And LeBron talking, did you hear the quote, Jonas, when he said, yeah. I'm never going to be the same? Yeah, I'm never going to be 100% the rest of my career. Join yeah. the club is what everyone's yeah. saying. But <laughs> yeah. Mackenzie, real quick, uh, 20 seconds. What do you think is the key factor? Nuggets are favored, as Jonas said, by five at Los Angeles. I think the Nuggets are extra motivated because they can knock down the Lakers past that fifth seed so they don't have to play them in round one because they're likely to be the fourth seed. So if they win this game, likely they're going to avoid the Lakers in the playoffs. And, I mean, you got I think we've locked up now the MVP with our bat because you've got a situation 9-1 and one since their second player went down uh, for Denver, their second key player. And to me, I mean, that is just amazing by the Joker. And we uh, did pretty well with that. And I also think the Lakers right now, have a real chance to not even skip the playing game. So stay tuned. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. A deep dive on the quarterback movement in the NFL draft and beyond. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out this show every single weekday on the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.